Chapter Ten of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten: Getting into Close Quarters. This was bringing things down to a fine point, or, as I am afraid Ben would have expressed it, getting a fellow into close quarters. He had no answer ready for her. Truth to tell, he was a good deal surprised. She had seemed so far from understanding him that he had, some moments before, reached the conclusion that she was not a very strong temperance woman, and would perhaps think him a trifle silly for attaching so much importance to a few drinks of cider. It was this thought which had increased his determination to stand by his colors. But the tone of her question put to flight all such fancies as these. It was only too evident what answer she expected him to make. "'But what is a fellow to do?' he asked, almost impatiently. "'There are reasons why my mother ought to have the little bit I am earning.' "'Not if you are earning it in a way that she would not like. On which side of this question is mother, my boy?' Then did Ben's eyes droop. "'I haven't said a word to her,' he murmured at last. She doesn't know anything about there being cider sold at the grocery. She doesn't go to a grocery from one year's end to another. She hardly ever even goes down that street. On which side will she be, Ben, when you tell her about it? That was a very ingeniously put question. How did Miss Webster find out that he was going to tell her about it? But he answered her presently, his tone still low, she hates cider worse, if anything, than I do. And she hates sin and wrong and compromise with conscience of any sort, doesn't she? No reply. Then presently, in a cheery tone, It seems to me, Benjamin Bryant, that you are trying to answer too many questions at once, or, to put the thought in another form, trying to take certain steps before you reach them. The first thing to do is to get away from this cider barrel, that is, if you are settled that the two do not match. And I certainly understood that such was your deliberate opinion. As to what you will do next, of course you cannot answer that until the next thing comes. There isn't any next thing. There isn't another place in this town where a fellow can get any work. I've been thinking about it all the week, and I know there isn't. More than that, if I should leave Mr. Sewell now, when I've just got used to the work, it would vex him, of course, and he wouldn't recommend me. All of them steps with which you have clearly nothing to do, my friend. Miss Webster spoke with a quiet smile, which was intended to be encouraging. But some way it irritated Ben. That's easy enough to say, he said, pushing back his chair with a vim but you don't know anything about how hard things are. Why, even little Daisy realized the need for helping so much that she counted out her fifteen cents and cried because it wasn't more, and because she didn't know how to help, he added. Let us talk about Daisy for a few minutes, said Miss Webster suddenly. You have reminded me of something which I wanted to ask you. Daisy told me about her dollies. What is she going to do with so many? I'm sure I don't know, Ben said, a little astonished at the sudden change of subject. He did not feel in the mood to talk about dolls, but since Miss Webster did, there was no help for him. 
she fixes them in rows about the study as she calls it and tries to teach them a great many things but they are about as worthless a lot of creatures as ever sat around and did nothing we hardly know what to do with them in our little house it seems queer that so many dolls should have been sent to her when but there ben stopped he had almost said when we needed so many other things and didn't need dolls only one but if there was anything he hated it was parading their needs in any way miss webster laughed she tries to teach them does she that reminds me of my little sister faith she had a great many dolls they accumulated you know the circle of relatives was large and faith was a great pet with them all she clung to her dollies as treasures none of them seemed to wear out she was a most imaginative little creature always trying to teach her dollies what she had just learned herself your little daisy reminds me of her in many ways she doesn't look like her as you do like my brother but she has her sweet fanciful ways i must show you a picture of faith i have a great many one of father's pastimes was the taking of faith's picture in every imaginable attitude he had an amateur photographer's outfit there i see by your face that you are not quite sure what that means and want to know good for you that illustrates what i meant by picking up knowledge why the word amateur doesn't strictly belong to us it is stolen from the french partly and partly from the latin as so many of our words are there is a latin verb amare meaning to love and amateur is made up out of it and used to describe a person who loves a certain art or profession or study and pursues it when he can get a chance but does not earn his living by it or make it his life's work then i'm an amateur machinist i guess ben said with a little laugh are you are you fond of machinery we must have a talk about that well father took fay's picture one day when she was posing in the middle of her bed before she was dressed in the morning trying to teach half a dozen dolls a new figure in calisthenics ben looked puzzled and miss webster stopped to laugh you are fond of language at least she said not at all as though his curiosity troubled her that is a borrowed word again from two greek words one of them meaning beauty the other strength and the word itself is applied to an exercise of the body and limbs its object being to strengthen the muscles and teach grace of movement it is reduced to a science and is taught in most city schools nowadays faith had just learned some new movements and was teaching the dolls when my father opened the door he thought her position a graceful one and took a picture of her here it is isn't her face sweet where is your sister faith ben asked studying the pretty picture with one plump foot on tiptoe crossed over the other in heaven said miss webster gently faith is sure to be swift and graceful in her movements there i often think of her as intent on some sweet service for the king miss webster had the strangest way of talking about heaven ben thought the next moment she laughed merrily over the doe faces of two of the dollies they were pretty dolls she said but you see they did not take well in the picture 
they were shadow-struck or light-struck i suppose these are some of the terms which seem to belong to the profession i remember we asked father if the dolls would not sit still you wonder where my bright idea is don't you it has to do with still another picture father made a photograph of dollies one day all the dollies we could gather in the neighborhood i grouped them for a tableau and their pictures were sold at a child's fair which was held for the benefit of the orphan asylum they brought a good deal of money i thought of it when you called your sister's dollies worthless it is never safe to pronounce anything utterly worthless in this world my friend here's the picture did you ever see so many cunning dollies grouped together ben looked and laughed and admired it is the cutest picture i ever saw he said i should think it would have sold well what are they all about why there's one sewing they are doing all sorts of things said miss webster they represent the woman who lived in her shoe you know she had so many children she didn't know what to do that largest one isn't really a dolly at all but a little girl made to look like one she really sat in a large pasteboard shoe in the tableau but that didn't show in the picture they are at work getting their mother ready to go to the fair it was a very good likeness of nettie chalmers i presume that helped to sell the picture when i came across it the other day it made me think of your daisy's dollies why doesn't she go into business ben go into business said ben bewildered why how ma'am what do you mean couldn't a cunning little dolly store do well here don't you suppose besides the dolls a great many things could be made for them to wear dresses you know and bonnets and sacks and shawls ever so many cunning little creations your sister caroline could do such work beautifully i am sure and i have rolls of scraps just longing to be made up into dolly's wardrobes why couldn't you set daisy up as a saleswoman you say she wants to help mother i don't believe but this is a chance for her ben looked more astonished still but interested he laughed a little but it was over a fancy that he had as to what daisy might say the more he considered the plan the more it seemed to him a good one line could certainly do her part for he had often heard his mother say that she was very skillful with her needle and could do fancy work beautifully if there was any way to get her started but would people want to buy such things he said at last aloud speaking doubtfully he was so used to planning carefully about every purchase and cutting off what did not come under the head of necessities that it seemed strange to think of people spending money for dollies and dollies clothes oh yes said miss webster briskly some people would it is the only way they have of getting them there are girls who have plenty of money and plenty of leisure who could no more make a dress for their little sister's doll than they could build a house they haven't the talent and don't want to spend patient labor in acquiring skill oh i should think in a town of this size a very good custom could be worked up at that moment came a sound which turned their thoughts in a new direction a little clicking sound new to ben and curious he stopped in the midst of the question he was forming to listen to it do you think that is someone else tapping at the window she asked smiling 
that is a writing machine hasn't rufus told you about it he was very much interested in it for a few minutes i thought he might perhaps learn to work it but he didn't seem to care to he said he saw one ben answered eagerly and he tried to tell me how it went but i couldn't understand very well have you seen it miss webster does it really look like print and can he make it go as fast as rufus thought i don't know how fast rufus can think said miss webster smiling over ben's eagerness and his confusion of sentences but i know a way in which we might test it suppose you knock at that door for me and see if we cannot stop this racket and get a glimpse of the chief performer in much delight and some trepidation ben tiptoed across the room and did as he was told the tap-tap in the other room ceased a moment and the door between the rooms was opened revealing a young man with his hair somewhat rumpled and a pencil behind his ear good evening mr reynolds said miss webster cordially we hope you will excuse us for interrupting but i have a young friend here who is very eager to see that little wizard on which you play in such a manner that it can give you back your thoughts would it be too much trouble to bring it in here for our especial benefit not at all the young man said with great promptness it would give him pleasure to do that or anything else for miss webster and her friends so the little machine was seized with as much ease as though it had been a commonplace piece of furniture and set down on the table in miss webster's room she's a beauty mr reynolds said seating himself before her a regular beauty i've never worked one who behaved quite so well some of them get rather confused in their minds after being knocked about on the railroad for a few weeks especially if they are not carefully packed but this one is as clear-headed as she was on the day we left home did you ever see one work young man then we'll start her off mr reynolds spoke of the little creature as though she were alive and really it almost seemed to ben that she was he bent over her with parted lips and quick breathing amazed beyond measure when after the lapse of a few seconds the performer lifted the roller and revealed in neat print the words john quickly extemporized five tow bags you see said mr reynolds apologetically when ben read the line and miss webster laughed over it i'm in the habit of writing these words because they contain every letter in the alphabet and therefore it is a good sentence to learn on it is some time since i learned but the habit is upon me when i'm showing her off to give that sentence for the first one it is a suggestive sentence i'm sure laughed miss webster john was a remarkable boy if he could extemporize bags five of them at that ben did not hear her he was intent on the machine i don't understand he said where is the ink not a bit of ink about it mr reynolds declared enjoying the puzzled face then it isn't a self-inker but it prints with ink is that a ribbon running through there why it rolls itself up on those wheels and the ribbon is inked or colored or something i begin to understand but where are the type mr reynolds silently lifted the roller then the ribbon and pointed to the type with his finger 
at the same time going through a pantomime which told miss webster that he considered the boy's intelligence and curiosity worthy of response sit down to it he said heartily write your name and miss webster's name or write tau bags if you want to can't i get it out of order ben asked his face flushing with pleasure as he took the offered seat oh yes you can but you won't i've had boys look at it that i'd no more let try it than i would a polar bear at least unless i was on hand to guard it all the time but i have a notion that you are of a different stamp ben hardly heard the implied compliment he was at work trying to print his mother's name this after patient effort he accomplished to be sure it was spelt with a little b and he struck u for y at first making it bruant but he discovered his mistake in time to correct it and guessed out the way to move back the roller so as to do it what do you think of it mr reynolds asked watching his face as he looked up from this effort i can see that there's a chance to do fast work after a fellow once learned where the letters were i don't quite understand why they have put the a so far away though replied ben no more do i said mr reynolds significantly sometime when you get to be an expert you must go down to the manufactory and see if you can find out miss webster there's a difference in boys as sure as the world i gave a young fellow of your acquaintance a chance to write his name one day and after struggling over it a while he said i don't see the use in learning this thing i can write my name enough sight faster with a pen both miss webster and ben laughed ben feeling sure in his heart that the boy was rufus it sounded so like him several more names were tried and then with a masterly effort ben struck off on his own account and wrote suddenly there came a rapping as of some one gently tapping tapping at my chamber door only that and nothing more this he showed to miss webster much elated because there were only two mistakes in the print that is well done mr reynolds said emphatically yes said miss webster so it is the gentleman had reference to the machine work but miss webster thought it was worth something to have remembered poe's lines so correctly having heard them but once you have a good memory she said to ben significantly yes said mr reynolds he has he recalls the position of the letters having once used them that shows he would make a rapid operator then ben and miss webster exchanged looks and smiles they understood each other i'll tell you what we'll do young man it was mr reynolds who was speaking we'll strike up a bargain if you say so to help each other i'm in need of a boy to do some roller work for me and in return for your services i'll teach you to write on that machine or let you teach yourself which is better that is if you have any leisure evenings i study evenings ben said i'm at work during the day and have to make what i can of my evenings but that would be study i think mother would be willing sir and i'm sure i should ben's eyes were so full of eager delight that he did not need to add those last words 
mr reynolds looking at the eyes laughed in a pleased way then we'll call it a bargain he said if mother is willing i shall only need you two evenings in a week i don't get ready for printing oftener than that but you may come up to my room and practice on the machine a little while each evening if you can manage the time and i really think it will pay you to do so then there was a tapping at miss webster's door and another caller was announced end of chapter 10